Five O'Clock Somewhere. I'm Alexandra Wyman. And I'm Anna Gazzetti, and we are the Russian Sisters. Do you know where it's five o'clock right now? I don't, but you're going to tell me. We are going to toast the people in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, hey! Yes. Cheers. Salud. Salud. We are toasting with H3, mm-hmm. Horse Heaven Hills. It's a We chose a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. It's delicious. Out of Washington State. It is. Because we like Washington. We have some ties to Washington. Heck yeah. Go Huskies. Go Huskies. Yeah. What? Woof, woof, woo, let the dogs out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you trying to say, get me to say that I went to University of Washington in Seattle? We have lots of ties. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> I said go Huskies. <laughs> I went to UW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks to all my peeps that I'm not really in touch with anymore from UW. <laughs> it's a beautiful camp. You all heard about the beautiful campus because I had my worst day ever <laughs> traipsing back and forth across campus. That is so right. And if you missed that episode, you'll have to go back and listen to our Valentine's Day episode. I think it was, was number three. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode three. Yeah. We talked about dating. So, yeah, there's a, a famous story at it from UW. Mm-hmm. From That's Jason right. I Moore. used to put it on um, back in the day when it was MySpace. Remember that? I never had a MySpace. What? I didn't. Oh, I did. I also <laughs> didn't have a cell phone until college. Ooh, I didn't either. But then again, um, there is a little bit of an age difference. There were people, I mean, I kind of felt like, um, oh, gosh, what? It's like Saved by the Bell. Zach, what was his last name? Because I was going to give the last name of... Morris? Is that what is Zach Morris? I don't know. I almost gave the I last name of, of a classmate of mine from high school, which that would have been <laughs> totally wrong. He'd be like, what? Yeah. Zach Morris with his brick cell phone. That's what people started to have in my high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why do you need one? And then Columbine happened and it was like all really weird. And, and But yeah, happened. no, it wasn't. I think my sophomore year in college, I was like, all right. Remember in those days of your cell phones where you had to press like the one key four times to get the letter that you wanted? Yes. Mm-hmm. And flip through. Hey, when I lived in England, texting was huge there. So I was so excited. I got this fancy phone there and I made sure that it was one that was compatible here in the U.S. I mean, besides the fact that I ended up dumping a whole water bottle on it and then had to go get a new one. Oh. But texting was huge and I got back here and no one did it. And they were like, what are you trying? I'm like, hey, can I just text you? No. Those Europeans are ahead of, of their time. Okay. Same with Uggs, right? Uggs were not popular here in the US and they were so popular in England. And I was like, who would wear? I mean, right then people were already wearing like the jean skirt with the Uggs. And I was like, who would wear these boots with fur in them? I'm not getting them. And then I came back here and I was like, I should have gotten them. Should have gotten them. They're probably a yeah. little cheaper there too. They were a little out of their times. That's like um, when I, in high school, I went to Germany for a little bit in the mm-hmm. summer and um, Ace of Base. Oh my God. Ace of Base started to become really popular, and it's all I listened to in Germany. Like, they mm. were so popular. And I came back here and I was like, oh my God, you guys, like, you have to listen to Ace of Base. And everyone's like, who? Yeah. What? That's, Ace of I've what? never heard of that ever before. Yeah. And then it hit the US, became so popular, and I was like, maybe. Like, it's not. Funny. But then you're like, I'm over them. I've mm. already listened to them. I saw the sign before everybody else <laughs> yeah, did. That's right. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Good times. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) Um, Hey, February is a big month for birthdays. Our friends of ours who have birthdays. Oh, are we doing birthday shout out? I do want to give some shout outs. Um, Amy Hafer Woodger. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Laura Malone. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, girl. Jamie Elliptico. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And And happy birthday. Thanks for doing my hair. Manda Baker. Oh, Manda. Happy birthday. Y'all. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah. Does that, I feel like half of them are Aquarians and half of them, what comes after Aquarians? Okay. I I need you to hold on. Well, to, you've no, got the computer. We'll just, we'll just bring that up. I'm not going to Google it right now. I have to tell you something since you brought that up. And mm. I know you haven't seen my set list for today. I have not. But um, my kids this week were telling me that um, they're like, do you know, miss, that whatever sign you were before is not the sign you are now, that there's a new sign what? in the Zodiac? And I was did you like, see that sign? <laughs> I, did, I did not see that sign. And I, oh, anyway, I was going to break up the song. Um, I opened up my eyes and saw the sign. Now I have. I now I have seen the sign because we oh. Googled it during that lunch date. Um, it, was my, it was my lunch group um, this week. But they were like, yeah, miss, it's like this thing. And if you were... 
it, before when you if you were a Taurus, you're now an Aries, and I was oh, like, no boy, <laughs> I was like, oh no, boy, never, I will not adopt that. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> no. oh. um, but I don't know what that would make you if you're not an Aries anymore. Anyway, what comes before Aries? Is it Pisces? I don't know. Rickerford, help us out. It's Pisces. Hey, Pisces I'm a fish. Isn't Pisces a fish? Oh <gasps> no! Okay, so it's like Anna it was, is an Aries. This is no, hilarious because listen, we always talk about this, how Aryan I am and how, listen, not Aryan, Linda, but listen, <laughs> that Linda, <Aryan>. Linda, <laughs> Linda, listen. If you okay, so this all started, um, and I don't remember how far back this goes, but a lot of the articles I saw were from just last year, and then one was seemed like a, a while a while ago. But NASA found this new constellation, uh-huh. and being that zodiac right is based on these constellations yeah they were saying it's like a rufius or ophiricus or something i'll i'll look that up rickerford so. will look it up for us mm-hmm. um but it because they said they found this new constellation then this community was just up up and uproar up and uproar over like all the signs shifting to make room for a furicus i'm gonna look that up right so, now so this is really interesting, though, because there, and I'll say this, uh, there are a couple people that I, I won't say I follow them on social media, but I've followed like podcasts that they've talked about who really get into astrological signs, how it um, impacts your kind of your personality, your being and, and what you can do to better yourself. And so I'm so curious now. I want to go look it up with them. Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. Okay. Okay. So, yes. Excuse and you. Like, Bless you. Uh huh. Why can I be like Aries? Pisces. No, but wait like, a second. I kind of Ophiuchus. like being an Aries. Hmm? I mean, even though I get a lot of crap for being an Aries, I kind of like being an Aries. So does it really make me... My birthday is coming up. I don't mind saying that. Yeah, I would be an Aries. You would be a Pisces. I really would be a Pisces. So I'm so curious. Our mother would I'm, be a Actually, Capricorn. as I'm thinking about my chart, I'm not sure that I have a whole lot in my actual natal chart, my astrological natal chart that's in Pisces. But now I'm curious. And then Ophiuchus. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but that's like November, December. Oh, so where does Andre fit in that? Our brother, Andre, where does he fit? Because um, he's in he November. He'd be a Libra. He'd be a Libra. Oh. Instead of Scorpio. This is like, I know people are going to have to write all new books about this. I, was I really don't know though, because it's so interesting. So years and years and years ago, I had someone who came to me and asked me about my birthday and I gave it to him and I didn't know, all I knew was like, oh, technically I'm an Aries. I didn't know anything about that. And he came back, I worked at a restaurant and he was a regular at this restaurant and he comes back in the following week with literally like a 50 page packet for me that went through all things Aries. And I started reading it and I was like, this is insane how much fit my personality. And of course you can do like the chicken and egg kind of thing. And as Anna has mentioned, she feels very torn. So it's real. And not that we don't have like torn, 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 not torn. She's torn between whether or not to be a Taurus or an Aries. I'm definitely not torn. (laughs) I am a Taurus. Like I am not an Aries. Yeah. Well, and that's what's so interesting is more recently I've also, I list, like I said, I listened to a couple of podcasts that people really delve into what we're entering. Oh boy. I'm going to totally mess this up, but I feel like we're entering an era age, right? Like we're, um, the, the Aquarian, right? Isn't Aquarius the age of Aquarius? We are. We're entering <laughs> the age of Aquarius. And so it's like this whole big deal for a lot of people who follow this. Um, but it's really interesting. So now I feel like I have to go look at Pisces to be like, what part of that do I pick I know, up on? What does that mean? And, and it's so interesting because it seems like the community's kind of torn. Like just because NASA Wait, found are this they torn cons- or torn? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Because just because NASA found this new constellation. That's apparently known as the snake bearer um, doesn't necessarily mean that everybody shifted. Like if you were born from this year on, maybe you subscribe to the new astrological sign chart. But then does one bump because there's been 12 astrological signs. So now if there are 13, are you only that like, is it in three week chunks now? Three and a half week chunks? Like did one get bumped? How about that? Yeah, no, it's three to four weeks, it looks like. Oh, nope, it just depends. I'm looking now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the dates for the... Oh, man. Well, if any of you out there are more familiar with this, please reach out because I'm definitely curious about this. Or just even if you end up in this range of this new sign and if there's anything, like if have people already come up with kind of the personality traits that are... 
I literally last week listened to a podcast. I went through each sign and what they're known for, like their highs and lows. And like when you're in high vibration, when you're in low, it was really fascinating. And so I'm so curious now that there's this new sign. Well, and then all the graphics out there, it's like the Ophiuchus, the snake bearer, if um, could start November 29th, but some graphics say November 30th to December 17th. So, so that skips our, our brother and sister-in-law just, completely. They just, like, yeah, they just pu- pu- pushed pu- into pu- this, it. which is really interesting. Like, how does it get shoved into that timeline? And it's based off of know. when it's at its at its height. Like, right, oh gosh, I'm going to sound like a, the biggest idiot. Because isn't it about where the signs are during that time of year? So, like, that constellation is what's prominent during that time of year that it it spans. Isn't that right? I don't know. All right. Can we move on? Because I feel like I'm sounding more and more like an idiot. No, there's just so second. much to learn about this. And again, I think the community has gone like agog about this because a lot of us identify or have found like anytime I read anything about my sign, I'm like, oh my God, I'm totally the bull. Like, I just want to <laughs> But you are. We've talked Netflix. about that. And we've talked about snacks. <laughs> really good at that. And I've talked about the Aries. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't bring the Aries out. You don't want to bring her out because I can't have a temper. I know. Now I have to read Aries. Like, am I that? I don't know. Am I I Pisces? This is interesting. Are you a fish? (laughs) I mean, I do love water. (laughs) And then, like, like, (laughs) (laughs) I am aquatic. Yeah. I love scuba diving. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. We've always, like, as a family, just, you know, not that we take all this stuff you know, super seriously or to hey, heart, but it's very interesting. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Chinese year. I'm a year of the dog. That's right. I am certainly a puppy. You Come are play with puppy. me. Come play with me. I'm the year of the serpent or snake. <laughs> <laughs> if that changes, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. We've talked about this though. How like in conflict, I'm like, come on guys, can't we all just get along? Let's just play together. And Anna's like, don't back me into a corner. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> oh d- yeah. Right. So I'm going to make a t-shirt for myself that says I'm a I'm a Taurus born in the year of the snake of Russian descent. Like yes. how much can a person take before, <laughs> before like I just had it. I yeah. try to be tall. Got the triple patient. whammy there. But yeah, like if you when pushed too far, I'm like, oof, I will s- strike out. I try in kindness. In kindness. <laughs> kindness and patience. After the fact. Tolerance. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. Anyway, that was really interesting. Yeah. Can we talk about something that will make me feel smart? <laughs> Well, why don't you talk about what's been going on with you this week? Oh, boy. Well, I don't know if that makes me feel smart. (laughs) uh No, this week. Okay, so we are arriving at six months since Sean died. So that's been really kind of weighing on me a little bit. Kind of a, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this much time has gone. And um, I just, I miss him every day. And so it's... I feel like in some ways, like, every day has lasted forever. Yes. But then when you say six months, I'm like, already? Right. Like we're already... Everyone talks about that here. first year. You don't really hear people talk about after that first year. And it's not like there's this magic that happens after one year. But I think also it's part of the denial piece of... of And I have... I'm part of a support group and people will talk about four, five, ten years down the road of just thinking that their person is going to walk through the door and I do that like almost every day. Like we're just waiting for him. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And so coming up on six months is kind of a little bit of a milestone too, because there's been a lot of growth and there's still so much more growth that has to happen. So that's kind of been been weighing on me a little bit. Um and then momhood <laughs> this this child of my he's never been a good sleeper. He sleeps really well when he's asleep, but it can take him a while to fall asleep or sometimes he's super active. So I just try and, and meet him where he is. Um, so that's been up and down this week too. Cause sometimes it's like after swim one week, he can be completely out right away. And other times he can, it can take him an hour. And then of course I love to get updates from the individuals who watch him during the week and I'll get text messages that are like, Oh, he went right down from here. Right. He was asleep before I walked out of the room. And I'm like, God. dang it. Yeah, come on, it. <laughs> right? And I know it's different with mom and mm-hmm. I know, especially on weekends, it's different. But um, so the, the story that happened today actually was that 
I was like, all right, I'm going to actually got, got some podcasts going on today. So I'm going to do some chores and going to fold massive amounts of laundry I always have. And he was just, you know, playing with laundry. And then he kept trying to shut me out of my own room. And uh, I was like, stop it. Because he can't always turn the handle. He does. He knows how to do the lever doors for sure. He knows mm-hmm. the lever doors. He doesn't know the rotary ones. And so rotary. that's right. Well, I don't know. Is it rotary? Knob. The knot? Is it knob? <laughs> the circular one? The ones that you have to fully turn your hand in you a have rotary to put your hand direction? around and grasp it and turn. All <laughs> right. There's a door that doesn't have the flat you just handle. You yourself by calling anything rotary. I age myself all the time. Um, Anyway, in addition to him being able to open and shut these doors, we have big, big wall spaces in our house. And um, on one wall, I used to have a very large wedding photo, which I took down after Sean died. Just I'm not at the, the level of being able to put a lot of pictures back up yet. And so I've had this other sign up there that says believe and it was meant to be a Christmas decoration and I just kept it up. That's so really like, pretty. It is really pretty. It fits your decor. It does. <laughs> Well, I think I'm still trying to figure out my decor, so thank you. <laughs> and it's a great message. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Believe. Well, wouldn't you know it, the little human decided that um, he was upset with me because I told him, I don't even remember at what point, there were so many things he was getting into, and I was like, Mm-mm, you can't get into that. You can't get into that. I think this one was the diaper pail. I finally was like, stop getting into yeah, your diaper gross. pail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes to pull out the dirty diaper diapers and hand them to me. And I was like, stop doing that. And so it's, oh, <laughs> uh, and he slams my bedroom door shut, and crash comes down the sign. No. And it, like, nicked part of the wall, no. nicked part of the molding. I mean, and I was like, Buddy the elf, just kidding. Buddy the kid, I was like, what are you doing? And he saw the sign. He did see the sign. And of course, what does he do? He sees like all the nicks that are now in the wood oh, no. and in the wall, and he starts picking at him and pulling on the paint. And I'm like, stop doing that. Stop. Just stop. And then he looks at me and goes, stop it. And I'm like, this is not working. This is not working for me very well right now. He does repeat everything back to you mm. now. Yes, yeah, you, so you have to be very, very careful, careful not to cuss mm. around him. That's true. I told Rickerford that at one point I'm pretty sure I heard a "uck," and I went, "Oh boy." Now we say "truck." Yes, that's right. Around him. Or not that that's try not better. to say anything at all. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I try not to say anything at all, and Auntie is like, "Uh, oh, I got to find some <laughs> substitute words, some pork bullpit." Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, I mean, luckily nothing really broke, like the sign didn't break or anything like that. And no one was, the dog wasn't underneath there, so that was fine. But it was, I mean, I can't believe how hard he slammed the door and then opened it right back up. Like, what, mom? I know, I always worry when that happens that he's going to lose like a finger. Yeah. Yeah, his hands caught in. Well, I guess part of me is, I tell him all the time, because he likes to help me with laundry. And so, and we have... Okay, he what would you call dishes too? What would you call those doors? The like the accordion doors. The accordion doors for like yeah, where your laundry is. For my laundry is. is. Yeah, what would you call? Are they called accordion doors? Well, I don't want to sliding doors. I don't want to. That's a good movie. I I don't I don't want to end up aging myself by naming the door something. <laughs> but anyway, he can potentially squeeze his little fingers in the doors, and so I'm always like, watch your fingers, and I know one day he's just gonna. He's going to nail those fingers in there. Like his closet doors are sliding doors and he likes to open and close Oh, he hides in there all the time. He was playing hide and seek in there. Yeah. I'm like, this kid is not afraid of the dark. Thank goodness. I don't know when that starts, but hopefully it won't start at all because he loves hiding in the closet. No, I put him to bed the other night and he like totally just hid in the closet. (laughs) The room was dark enough and I'm like, it's got to be like pitch black in there. And he didn't care. He was like, (laughs) yeah. Anything he can get into. I'm uh-huh. surprised all the clean diapers weren't all over the floor because we've no, had that happen for the wipes before. After that. Yeah. yeah. Wipes. Had a whole thing of wipes. Took him one at a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does like to blow his nose, though, too. So. He does. He likes to be clean. Hygienic. So that's kind of like my challenge. You know, just I want to meet him where he is. And I keep telling him. I think that was something more recently where... Um, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So I just sat down with him and we hugged each other. And I looked at him and I was like, look... Buddy the kid, like, it's you and me right now. We're a package deal, and so we just have to figure this stuff out together. And, and yes, I'm mom, so I have to have, like, a level of authority. And at the same time, I'm also like, you help me out. Like, heck yeah. So. Well, and I, I know things have been hard, and yeah, we're coming up on six months, and that's so insane to think about. 
But I think it's also a good reminder for you and anybody else out there who's single mom in it or single parenting it or just going through any kind of strife. Just know you are doing the best that you can every day. You get up yes. and you're just doing the best that you can. Anna was very sweet because she she was she came in one day and she's like, do you have paper? Do you have a pen? Do you have tape? And I was like, yes. And I hand her all to it. And then she wrote a really sweet note on my cupboard. And then you cried. And then I, I did cried because cry. you cried. I know. <laughs> Well, I cry all the time. Well, all the time. Like anything and everything right now. See, I'm tearing up right now. Everything makes me cry. Well, yeah. It, we're going through the grief process. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, how um, it's hard enough to lose a loved one. It is just simply hard enough to lose a loved one. And then I feel like it's a whole other animal and doubly hard um, to lose someone is suicide because again, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but there just are so many questions that you have and so many unanswered things and just trying to make sense out of a very senseless thing. So yeah, I feel like there's just like an, this extra ugh, that we're trying, trying to wade through on yeah. the daily. And then of course, you know, the time component, that's really where all of that comes in is as time goes. I mean, I'm a much different person now than I was right after he died. And I'm, I'm grateful. Like, I feel like I've grown a lot and I've gotten stronger. I feel oh, like, heck yeah. I feel like this went like Debbie Downer. Not no. to be Debbie Downer. I mean, this is the reality of my situation. I have a cute little human that I have to work with. And then there are some days I'm like, hey, Sean, any, any chance you want to just... You call him Shawnee? No, <laughs> Hey, Shawnee. Shanti. Hey, Sean, any... Any chance that you want to, <laughs> Sean, any chance, like Sean, comma, Sean-any. grammarian. <laughs> Sean-any. Any chance you want to just like walk in the door and help me out? Yeah. So, but we're making, we're making it work. And there, you know, there are people of so many different backgrounds who have to do this. And, and what's great is that I can look to other people or, and I, I was recently in touch with someone who there's like this mom guilt that comes up like you want to be like holy cow this is really hard right now and it doesn't mean that you love your little human any less it doesn't mean that you don't wish that they were around but we have this little thing that's like you have to clarify it like oh my gosh I'm having a really hard mom day but I love this kid and I wouldn't want anything different and I want him in my life and I want it want to have him rather than it just be I think because there is so much criticism and so many different people that are out there and kids who go through things where parents don't want them that you almost have to quantify it like or qualify it I guess be like yep no I still want this kid but we're just having a really hard time or I'm like really struggling today but it doesn't mean I, I don't want this child in my life. It just means that I'm trying to navigate this weirdness. Well, and I was talking with a friend the other day, and I feel like anyone who is parenting thinks that they suck at some point totally. or another about how they're how parenting. about all the time? Or they feel yeah. inadequate. And the, I mean, how many times have people joked, there is no rule book, like there is no manual that comes with your child when they pop out and they have all their little personality and their different personalities or all their struggles or non-struggles or the sleeping or the eating or yeah. just, I am a strong personality and very independent and do not hold my hand when we go for a walk because <laughs> I am going to scream and run up somebody else's driveway and run away from you and then touch every single car or truck <laughs> that's along the sidewalk car. on the way back and do not pick me up. Right. I will. I know for 19 months, he's got like his little personality is coming out. Yeah. But I just want to say like out of all this, like you are an amazing aunt and I'm going to, I'm going to segue here so that we can kind of touch a little bit on you and fostering and your journey with fostering and like wanting to bring some kids into your home here. Yeah. This has been a journey. (laughs) We call this segment foster the people. Whatever Alexander named it. I, know, like, I just wrote it down. Whatever happened. Um, fostering. So yeah. So talking about parenting or trying to guardianship or step in and provide a space for humans and to, to come home to. Um, this is a journey I think I started thinking about, gosh, years ago, many years ago, as I um, had space in my home an extra bedroom in my home. And um, given what I do for a living, counseling and working with kids, I several years ago was thinking how cool it would be to be able to provide this service or this space for families in need. 
And I kind of sat on it for a few years. And then this last summer, <laughs> I just started really feeling this tug on my heart that I should get my, my tush in gear and um, really do some thinking about whether or not I do want to be a foster parent um, and help out people in my community and kids in need and families in need. And so um, I was really gung-ho over this summer. And I um, set myself up like I... I um, had an interview with, with this organization to foster. I signed myself up for training and got scheduled for the training. And, um, I was just really excited to, to work on this process and get it going and thinking about the timeline. And, um, by the time I finished with everything, I very possibly could have a space in my home for a human or humans, um, by January, February of this year. Well, we are in February now, and I am <laughs> not done with the process just yet. Um, but you're you, close. I, well, I'm I'm probably more than halfway there. So um, we we had some bumps bumps in the road, and um, with Sean's death, that yeah. he, he died like three days before I was supposed to start my training. And given that that first week was just really heavy on trauma with the foster training, <laughs> I looked at the binder <laughs> that uh, Alexander drove me to go pick up, and. Um, <laughs> Looked at the binder and it was all about trauma. And I was like, well, first of all, I've trained on trauma. And so a lot of this is review for me. And that's totally okay. It's all part of the process. And it's part of the stuff that that I have to go through in order to get certified. So that's okay. Um, But given the very traumatic events that we had just gone through, I was in no heart space or head space (laughs) to follow through. And that takes some awareness, though, I have to say, to be like, maybe I should pause, like... To, to rather than go for because I think right people kind of come into this for all different reasons and yeah. and to just be able to be like no might not be the right time yeah well and there you know I'm glad you brought that up that there are people who get into it for different reasons because I um there uh somewhere posted someone posted like this really in my opinion this not funny meme about foster folks and how um, they just do it for the the check that they get. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the financial um, part of it. I am sure, right, I am sure that there are people who have thought, oh, this is a way to get some extra income um, or pay my mortgage or pay my food bill or whatever, um, just take some kids in my home. And I know that there are some youth out there that have had some really awful fostering experiences. Um, and have not been taken care of to the best of a person's ability. So um, I know that that exists. And maybe that's part of what's also pushed me to keep plugging along is I I want to be able to provide a space with love and comfort and safety for someone who needs it. And um, the monies that do come through are for the kid. And there are a lot, I mean, in the training now, they, they do stereotype. Any, yeah. any monies that come in should go to pay for the expenses of having another human being in your home, whether it's school stuff or athletic stuff or clothes or food. Um, if they're older and you want to start like an account for them for college or just to have, have a savings account. So there are all sorts of ways in which people are being creative now, which is super cool. Anyway. So I, um, what little PSA, (laughs) I know, um, but I digress, but not really. Uh, so my story, when when I, I delayed a month to start the training and was uh, tried to be in a little bit of a better headspace and heart space to just sit on the trainings. And it was hard, again, because like I said, it's a, a lot about trauma. It's a, a lot of education about what young people have experienced, are experiencing their histories, just the different uh, mental struggles that they've experienced, the abuse, the neglect. And so it's just a lot of hard stuff and hard videos to watch and hard conversations to have. But I plowed through that. And then um, there's like this whole checklist of things a person has to do. Mm-hmm. And um, a home study is is the next big thing that I have to do. Um, yeah, but before we get to the home home study, can we, can we go back a little bit to the uh, potentially the animals? Oh, and your- <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. So there's this checklist. And um, I asked one of um, the... Oh gosh, she's like a liaison consultant, advocate, advocate, like the the a foster parent advocate. And so, um, 
I'm sure there's another word for what she is. But anyway, so I was asking, like, before I do the home study, are there some things that I have to do to my home to make sure that it's prepped? And they talk about, like, getting a five-pound fire extinguisher. If you have a one-pounder or two-pounder in your home, that's amazing. I'm not sure I actually have a fire extinguisher in my home. You need... I know you have to maybe have it's in the garage and I just it's one of those things because I had it in the condo and it's one of those things like I would see it all the time but I never really registered that I had it and then someone came through to inspect and I was like oh yeah I've got a fire extinguisher yeah I know you should have one on hey, all my my smoke alarms work that smoke can, alarms yeah. and then here especially carbon yeah. monoxide you yeah, have to have no, detectors yes I don't know where my, I we do we do it's like, somewhere. that's part of the inspection process too I think yeah I'm yeah. not sure where my CO2 thing is, Those but it's, very it's important. here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, for a ton of reasons. Another thing where I'm like, Sean took care of these things. Now I got to figure it out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like one more thing that you have to add to your plate that you didn't have to before. Oof. So um, fire extinguishers. Yeah. So, and I also know that if I'm going to have younger humans in my house, then I have to get those covers for the outlets and... You have to lock up your liquor and make sure, right? Like lock it. I got up. extra magnets if you need them. Put it. We use magnets on our cabinets. Magnets but... work too, but not for teenagers because they know how to use the magnets. That is true. So, yeah, there are just all sorts of security measures you have to take to lock up not just the liquor, but like cleaning supplies and chemicals, and um, just be very intentional and thoughtful about all those things. Well, one of the things on the checklist that came through training that I hadn't even thought of is that. My fur babies, the two cats <laughs> that we have talked about before, um, ha- have to, um, they have to go to the vet and they have to be up to date on their shots. Oh boy. And their, yes, the, their vaccinations and that they need like this letter, like that they're in good health. Um, you know, oh, that they're boy. not sick or anything or that they'd be okay to be around other humans. Now, <clears throat> these cats <laughs> that I have are 10 and 11. Um, we don't go to the doctor. Like I don't even go to the doctor for myself on an annual basis. I'm like, am I sick? Then I'm going to go. But I don't, I, I don't, I try not to go if I don't have to. And so that's kind of how it's just been with them. Like they eat, they drink, they do all the things Mm -hmm. that they, I feel like they should be doing. So I've had no concerns about them, but I, uh, yeah, about a month ago, I packed them up. I made some appointments for us to go to go to the I vet. I can only imagine. In COVID times, I couldn't even go into. In Let's with just them. say that one of the cats, the first time that he, because I I had them, um, a long long time ago, and the first time that we had to bring the little one to the vet, and first of all, it was like all paws out, holding on to every part of oh, the wall, like yeah. trying trying to get him in the carrier, but we got him in the carrier. Um, again, this is like years ago in Florida and we're walking into the vet and I'm like, what is that smell? Mm. Like Mm-mm. how on earth did someone, right? You know, and at the time it was schmet smart. So you can like, you know, take your pets in there and if they go on the ground, you just clean it up. And I'm like, good Lord, why didn't someone clean up after their pet only to realize that it was it's the yours. cat? Oh. oh, totally. Like diarrhea oh, from the no. cat all over the carrier. I mean, poor thing. And he's right part Siamese so yes. he had He's to be hosed cat. down <laughs> the worst the yes He's so the worst little sometimes. yes like just sopping wet fur mm. yeah and I was like oh boy so when Anna told me that she had to take him to the vet I was like I hope he doesn't poop <laughs> yeah <laughs> I so I have been really lucky um the only time these kids go in a carrier is when I've moved which I tend to move probably more often than many people do um, but it's been a couple of years since they had to be in their, their carrier. Um, and so they're always a little chatty in there, but luck, and they have, you know, their little, they have little cat beds for their carriers. And I try and like shove treats through the side and like eat something. And they're like, no, they just, they're so miserable. They hate it. And like you said, they do like the sprawl thing. Oh, totally. Paws out. And so I have to wrap them in a blanket and shove them in there and <laughs> it, it's also chemical. that you can foster some children. Who need also, I can foster some humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, you guys, this has been quite the ordeal because I went for that first appointment. Yeah. Well, check. Yeah. And they were able to do shots and vaccines. Fantastic. Thank the Lord. Yeah. And then the vet was like, hey, they're seniors. We should probably do some senior blood oh, work. And I was seniors. like, okay. And they are seniors, 10 and 11. Who knew? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're like getting up there. And you didn't have them all that long ago. It was, it's probably like four, five years ago. Some six, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think you have now had them longer than I had them. 
which is just weird to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you can come up and and you can come over and clean up their vomit anytime you want to. Oh, okay. Like if you miss them and you want to like. Because I deal in like baby poop and pee every day. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway so we there she's like we need to do some blood work and i'm like yes go for it and i know like i'm racking up this bill this vet bill this is also i mean all for the sake of the little humans just so we can check this off the foster checklist indeed and uh then the text i get a call because i it's covid and i can't go in with them so i'm just sitting in my car um and i get a phone call saying hey they're they're really difficult um, they're sweet as can be, but we're having a really hard time drawing blood. They're not having it. Were and I'm like, like, yeah, no kidding. I could have told you that. <laughs> I'm like, I, it, yes, they I are sweet them. as can be. Do you want to be messed with and poked and prodded? <laughs> I don't. So I, I, I can see why they would be upset by this. So they just pack them up into the carrier and the vet calls and she's like, you know what? Let's just try this again. Like just make it another appointment and come back. And, I, and then I was so naive and I was like, yes, I can do that. <laughs> So we get the kitties back in the car in their carriers and I take them home. And I was like, how long should I wait? Because I know this is all a very traumatic experience. And it's traumatic for me, too. Every time I have to, like, shove them into the carrier. You literally have to. Yeah. Yeah. They cry all the way, which I don't. I'm not very far. It's not a long car ride, but still. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm doing this to you. It's it's kind of amazing how loud cats can actually get. It was so (laughs) pathetic. I know I've used that word before, but it really is like their little cries in the back. I'm like, oh, God, I know. So um, I forget. It's like originally she said, oh, just wait three to four days. And then life happened. And I think it was like two weeks before I was like, oh, I got to make this appointment. So I make the appointment and we go back. And within half an hour, the texts are bringing them back out to me <laughs> saying, like, they're so sweet, but they will not let us draw blood. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Could have told no you that. <laughs> kidding. No kidding. And I'm sorry. Like, I was apologizing to them. Like, I'm so sorry. My cats are so difficult. I don't even know what to do. And they said, well, let's just try again. Like, we'll oh. make another appointment. We're going to give you some drugs to give them. Gabapentin, I think it is. And, and and instead of like pill form, they gave me these two syringes that I had to keep in the refrigerator. Oh, boy. And and then I had to syringe this stuff into their mouths a couple hours before I went back for the third time. Because they're so willing. Oh, my God. So I don't know why I wasn't chugging anxiety stuff beforehand, but that probably would have been really helpful because all that... Like, that when I made that third appointment, that whole day that I was at work, I was like, I'm going to have to go home at three o'clock, like in at three o'clock, then I'm going to have to get the stuff out of the fridge. And then I'm going to have to somehow figure out how to shove this. And everyone's like, you got to put it in the cheek. Like you can't just like <laughs> squirt it into their mouths. Like it's got to go to the cheek. And I'm like, <laughs> you uh-huh. do it. You do it. I didn't, I mean, even if people had volunteered to come over, I would have been like, no, yeah. this is such a private thing and, and my children <laughs> are so vulnerable. Private. Like, this is going to be so awful and I I just need to be the one to suck it up and do it. So um, that day came and it was time to go the third time to the vet. I got home from work. I got the syringes out of the refrigerator and I scooped up one of the girl, first Zoe, in a blanket and I'm like, we're going to do this. Like I had faith that, that if I could start with her, we were going to be okay. And, um, I wrap her in the blanket and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I have the syringe in my hand and, um, she doesn't just sit there and let me shoot it into her mouth. What? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Like why wouldn't any cat just sit there and be like, yeah, was convulsing and there were sounds coming out of her. And I like, when I shot, I feel like she turned her head just at the most amazing time so that (laughs) most of the medicine went on the blanket that she was in. And I was like, oh no, I only have one more syringe and I have two cats to try and medicate so that they're chill because the purpose of this stuff is so that they're kind of high and chill (laughs) by the time I take them so that the techs and and whoever it is, it's going to be drawn blood isn't going to be all scraped up and like they're going to have an easier time of things. So I was like, shoot. So I let Zoe down. Why don't they just go in with arm guard? Like elbow pads Because I couldn't go in, I don't know what was happening. And and I'm not sure if it would have been better for me if I was able to go into the vet's office to do this. With them, I'm not sure. Like knowing, knowing their personalities, I'm not sure. But then again, I don't know any cat that's like, yeah, go ahead. Stick me a bunch of times. The way these guys, these techs were talking to me, it felt like my cats were the only ones ever that ever have this much difficulty with anything. No. It was kind of weird. I know that's not true. 
However, I, I, then I started to feel bad. I'm like, if I just take them to the vet a little more often, then maybe they'd be used to it. No. No. Because their memory is, no. It would be hard every single time, I feel. No, I think any animal, when they have to get in a car like that, or they're in their carrier, like it's a cat stressful. in a carrier, they're like, oh my gosh, this is it. Yeah. I'm leaving my home. I'm never going like, to see anyone ever again. Why don't you just come again. to me? Like, you come to them that would, so, so when they were super, super little, we had a, a bird, too, and the bird would have to go. We had a um, yellow-naped Amazon parrot, and he would have to go get groomed. And when he would have to go get groomed, they literally would just sit in front of the front door. They like their life would be. It'd be like, is he coming back? Is he yeah. not coming back? Even though they weren't all best friends, but they they coexisted. Yeah. And whenever they had to go to the vet, the bird would just pace. Like he was very unsettled. And so I think anytime, I think there's just this animal thing of like, are they coming back? Well, there's right, a they- reason why they made that movie Pets. Like, <laughs> oh, look at right? the Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Oh, oh that, there you go. Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Obviously, I know the names. Two. Two is the one with the intro with the cat. Like, oh my gosh. Her if you guys want to see what Anna's life is like with her cat, yeah. Watch just the intro First of Secret minutes. Life of Pets 2 mm-hmm. with the cat waking up her owner. That yeah. is Anna's Paws life. to the face. Yeah. Puking. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so awesome. And I love that, right? I was going to say, you wouldn't wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't. No, no, I get very sad, actually, as I think about, like, that they're seniors now. And I'm like, how much more time do I have with you? Because I think it would be devastated. I'm just, I know at some point you're just going to call me and be like, so it's time. No. And then when one goes and, oh, I. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't want to cry right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So, I do enough crying for the two of us. Oh. (laughs) Second time. No. Second cat, second syringe. I wrap Bentley up in a blanket, and he's the one. Like it, he, I can't even clip his claws. Um, so it's just not a thing that we do. He has been so traumatized. He makes these noises come out of him. Like this is not. Which is so weird because he used to not be like that. Yeah, and I, I think just in his old age, mm-hmm. he's well. He's gotten a little grumpy, and then his little paws must hurt or be sensitive or arthritis. I know that can cause. Yeah, a lot of pain too. I don't true. know. Whatever the cause is, I just don't even do it. I'm like, it's not even worth the struggle or the strife and he's fine. Um, but I swoop him up in the blanket and I'm like, all right, buddy, like I got, I only need half the syringe in your mouth and I'm going to try and put it in your cheek. And again, the same time, like, I think I got a little bit in there, but it was still a little bit of a nightmare. And then I wrap Zoe back up in the blanket. I'm like, we're trying again, sister. And then I try and squirt the rest of her mouth. So between the two of them, they maybe got half a syringe of gabapentin. Which kind of cracks me up when you told me this originally, only because Bentley's original name before we adopted him was Dopey Opie. Which I wish, yeah, well, he... Okay, because so sometimes he, his eyes go cross-eyed a little bit, and he was wait, the runt of his what litter. Is the comic? Get fuzzy, get yes. fuzzy. Oh my god! So you know the Siamese and get fuzzy. Yes. That is Bentley. Like he'll sit there with his little tongue sticking out. Like there's a <laughs> little bit of, and in this one fang, <laughs> this one fang, and his little tongue. I'm like, oh. what is wrong with you? And he's just like, pet me, <laughs> just pet me. Yeah, he's really cute. Um, so I. It is apparent two hours later that um, they are not as high as they should be. <laughs> and I squeeze them, I shove them into their carriers, and I'm like, well, guys, we're just, we're just going to go do this. And so we go back th- for the third time. And uh, they're in there for like an hour. And I'm like, well, they must be successful because they've been in there longer than any other time. And I get a phone call probably half an hour in, like, Hi, Anna, because right on paper, it's always Anna. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, Anna, um, were you able to give your cats the Gabba pen? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> you do it. Sure. I, as much as I could. As much, yes. And they're like, I was like, yeah, but I just, I don't know if it's working as well as it should be. <laughs> That's because half of it's on a blanket I have to go home and wash when we're done here. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, so then I... They're like, okay, well, we're still like really struggling to get the the blood work from your cats. And I'm like, I don't even know what to tell you, you guys. Like at this point, and I, I, you know, I'm like crying in my car and I'm not like bawling or anything, but I'm feeling really bad for my cats. Um, this blood work is not necessary. I told them like it was going to say like at some point, aren't you just like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Like I hear that you're having struggles getting, they're like, we, we're just, we don't want them to be so stressed out. And it's just really stressful. Them. Oh and my like, gosh. At that point, it's like, they're already so stressed. So, yeah. so just do it. Just I, do it. Well, yeah. I think they were making, they were hissing and spitting. 
according oh, to them. You d- oh, you. Oh God. Like, oh. I know. When you so when you first told me, I was like, I'm sorry, spitting. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever Zoe heard of a cat spitting. I've never seen that behavior ever. Like, so I've, I've heard her hiss before. Yeah. But. Well, no, she. I hear him hiss more than her, especially when there are new people in the house that he doesn't know. But yeah, I've never she's, spitting. It's like leaking. Yeah, I don't know, leaking all over. I don't know. I, I was like, <laughs> like they, take that gabapentin back. <laughs> well, they are angry, and I can only imagine how they're going to be once I get them home. Like That's they are true. probably going to hate me and hide forever. Oh. Did they? So, or did they just come out oh, with your yeah, heating no pad and your in our habitat? They came out and they were like, "Hi, mom. Yeah, pet me." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, thank God! Like they don't hate me." They're like, of course they don't me. hate I you. Said, yes, I will feed you, and I know you're going to throw that up upstairs in about <laughs> half an hour, and I'm okay with that because I just put you through this really traumatic thing, and I'm sorry. So to make a long story longer, we did not get blood work done even that third time. I did not go back. Um, I am yeah. not going to take them back. Can you still check that off on your adoption list, I though? still can check it off okay. because they have their rabies vaccinations, uh. and they're all up to date on their shots. So I was just putting them through all this extra trauma and stress. Because it was a suggestion. But I learned, you know, we, we, we live and we learn. So where are you on this list now? I mean, I, I do feel for your pets that they had to go through that. And I get it. I get that you have to think about the safety of the home and you're bringing in a child that you don't know what their background is. You don't know what their exposure is, what their allergies are. And so making sure that everyone is safe. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. I just hope that this got you, like, lower on the list of the last few things well, to I'm do. Well, I'm checking things off oh, the, the list. So they've had their shots. I've had my shots. Yeah. Um. So now I just need to hop back in and do the home study. So that's kind of where we are oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm thinking because everything has been delayed. And, I mean, quite honestly, the, you know, losing a loved one really put a kink in things for me. And like oh, I said, totally. I was really heart and head ready before and I want to make sure that I am back to a, a place where I'm solid because I'm going to be bringing in, um, I'm looking at probably school age kids and are, there's such a need for placement for teens right now. And I know that's going to take a lot of energy and love and I need and the to emotional, be yeah, yeah. Like you have to make sure that yeah. you're, I think that that's amazing that you're willing to take a step back and make sure that you are in a spot that's good for that because it's not it's a disservice not only to you but a disservice to the child too oh heck yeah if you're not emotionally available or if your own stuff is constantly triggered yeah yeah so I'm definitely I found like I just paused as I said it wasn't I said dragging my feet to someone and she was like I think you're just kind of pausing and you're doing it in a smart way and I'm like well yeah I just want to be ready because like you said I'm doing this to serve youth and and to provide a safe space for them and i need to be solid in order to do that so that's kind of where we are so stay tuned to that because yeah. we're, we're gonna probably keep updates going about well i think we all need updates on, on if the cats still love you the, <laughs> <laughs> so i changed their food i was like begging for like this prescription food oh but that's I changed right their food anyway to like is he still I, barfing already- everywhere oh <laughs> well, cat barf is the worst especially when you start hearing them ugh. that noise when you start it's to so hear bad. the cat like if you've never i'm sure it's on tiktok or one of those apps if you guys have never i'm sure everyone has heard a cat barf before but it's like the because i mean i've had it where you like wake up in the middle of the night and you're like stop doing oh, everything you can like can you scoop the cat can you get it to like hard floor where can you get it to so it doesn't okay. barf all over so carpet. my children love yeah. peeking on the carpet and now that we need to go into that but no. it's like I think there were two noises that I absolutely couldn't stand with with any pet. I'm just it just it's like oh, fingernails it's on a chalkboard. So it's one is the puking and two is when they bathe themselves the oh licking. <laughs> like you I hear the you... licking that wow I don't know that I've actually paid attention to the oh licking my that God. closely. Zoe like she likes to cuddle right by me <laughs> at nighttime and then when it's bath time I'm like I just need you to move away from me because <laughs> can, I can I you have a pr- that. can this be a private moment please I yeah. don't need to share this I, with you <laughs> one I don't need to see that and two it sounds awful i hate it go somewhere else that is hilarious i don't do that in front of you actually i do because she has to be in the bathroom when i shower so i she's weird i don't know that's awesome um anyway so yeah stay tuned for that um i think it's really exciting all of it's an exciting process and i am feeling so blessed to have the support that i have of the people that that are um walking this walk with me and um i have some colleagues who are also going down this path of of opening up it's hard i mean i I give you props for being able to emotionally handle this. I have a colleague who um, was fostering a child from infancy. Um, They had him for over a year and they were in the process of adopting because they didn't think they could have children and then got pregnant themselves. 
And wow. around the time that she was due or right before she was due, they found out that parents were contesting and coming back. Mm-hmm. And since that point in time, I don't know the details, but since that point in time, he has been removed from their home and they're allowed visitation. But it's like completely heartbreaking because for over a year, this child was was theirs yeah. and they were starting the process of adopting. And so... I mean, I give you props for that. I don't know that I could emotionally handle the back and forth. I mean, you get attached, you become this being's family, like another part of their family. And then, like you said, this, it can be a very emotional thing. Like parents, how many times have we heard stories of parents coming back multiple times saying they can care for their children? And in fact, they can't. And it's, it's, oh, it's hard no matter what. I don't think that there's any, any great solution. It is hard. And I think one of the, best lessons I did take from the training is that I'm not just fostering a young person, I'm fostering the family. Yeah. So my job is to provide the service to, and and a space for this person in my home, but also, um, help the healing or whatever it is that needs to be happening with the family, um, at the same time. So yeah. it's like, it's a whole unit thing, not just the kid. Yeah. So stay tuned. I'm really excited. Oh, and I'm glad that man, you guys are so much involved in this. Exciting. It. I know. Um, all right. Uh, it is the time. It's, it is the time for the yeah, Shanti Wyman uh, We've been joke so of up the day. and down this episode. I'm excited for, for Shanti's joke. Are Let's you ready see. for this yeah. one? Yeah. All right. STW joke of the day. Oh, it's animal themed. How fun is that? <laughs> why did the large cat get kicked out of the game? Oh, I don't know why. Because he was a cheetah. Oh my God. <laughs> Sean, I know you're loving that. You're, you're Every single time with, with these, us. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. Affirmator. Uh, our affirmator is inspiration. There's a voice of inspiration within me. Right now, it's only a whisper. Hello. But the more I listen, the louder it will get. Soon it will be a flawless speech voiced by James Earl Jones. <gasps> yes. Damn right. Through a megaphone with lots of applause. Applause. Yeah, applause. that's right. I'm loving it. Inspiration. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening today. Yeah, please leave us a five-star review if you have a chance. We'd love to hear from you. Available everywhere podcasts are available, which is really exciting for us. The list just grows. So we're so honored to have you spend some time with us. It's like you're sitting at the table with us. Yeah, try some H3 cab. It's really good. H3 cab? Yeah. It's it's nice. It's smooth. Well, we look forward to hanging out with you guys next week. Sounds good. Love you. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.